1: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
0: This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on vSend, the sports betting network.
3: It's a great day to be alive and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN Studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Bebefay in for Stormy Bon and Tony. This is My Guys in the Desert and we're hanging out over the next 60 minutes and we want to hear from you guys over the course of this hour. Make sure to tweet at the show at Live on Twitter. At Femia Bebefe is where you can find me. We have four fantastic guests on the show this afternoon. One might even call it a fantastic four. Nick Whalen and Jeff Erickson of a Roto-Wire Fantasy Football Podcast in 15 minutes to talk season-long player props, and division bets then circa owner Derek stevens and his vp of operations mike palm will also is a co-host of odds on they'll help us wrap things up at 245 we'll get an update on the circus survivor and million sign up weekend coming up here in vegas plus week zero college football handle we're just two days away from the start of the college football season but first before we get into all that let's get into the top five stories that you need to know as a better And the number one story, if you don't know, now you know. The VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide is out today. This is packed with so much information. Make sure to get yours over on VEASAN.com slash subscribe. you got to be a subscriber if you want to get the Pro Football Betting Guide, but it has win totals, it has power ratings, betting systems, and of course, postseason predictions from our VEASAN betting analysts. It is so much information, more than 100 pages, this Pro Football Betting Guide. If you're planning to bet on the NFL this season and you don't get the guide, you're simply doing it wrong. So, VEASAN.com slash subscribe, once again, to where you can get the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. It is going to be jam-packed with information, and I'll have more on some of my favorite nuggets from the Pro Football Betting Guide in just a matter of moments. The number two story that you need to know as a better, this one's near and dear to my heart as a Dallas Cowboys fan, but Dallas Cowboys offensive tackle Tyron Smith is gonna be out for quite some time. According to Ian Rappaport, Smith suffered an avulsion fracture in his knee and will be out until at least December. Rappaport cautioned that December would be Smith's earliest return, quote, if he's back at all. The injury was so devastating for Smith, who has struggled with injuries ever since all the way back to 2015. He hasn't played a full season since that 2015 season, has missed a handful of games in each of the last six seasons or so uh, since that time. But Smith is a really, really vital player for the Dallas Cowboys. And you can see their win total right now, sitting at 10 and a half over at BetMGM, the under juiced minus 145, the over plus 145. 120. Right now, the Cowboys plus 140 to win the NFC East. But with all that Philadelphia Eagles love, and you combine it with this Tyron Smith injury, maybe we see an upset of the Apple card in the NFC East with possibly Fly Eagles Fly taking over the division crown here in 2022. The number three story that you need to know as a better, speaking of those Philadelphia Eagles, they're taking on the Miami Dolphins this weekend. But in that preseason game, maybe we should bet the under cause we don't know how many players are gonna be playing in that game. The Miami Dolphins, unfortunately, have suffered a non-COVID illness outbreak within their team. They're saying that it's a stomach bug, but it held a lot of players out of practice. In fact, the joint practice between these two teams this morning was canceled. The Eagles were out there practicing in Miami. The Dolphins when it had a virtual meeting just because they didn't want to spread this stomach bug that's going on out there in South Beach. Right now, the Dolphins, one and a half point favorites in this game, the total sitting at 37 and a half Per NFL Network's Mike Garofalo, some of the affected players believe that it is food poisoning, like I mentioned, rather than a mere flu bug. So hopefully they can get well soon and we can play that preseason game to wrap up the preseason this weekend. Speaking of the preseason, your number four storyline that you need to know is that we get two preseason games tonight. The Green Bay Packers are in Kansas City taking on the Chiefs. Packers two-point favorites with Jordan Love expected to play quite a bit at quarterback. The total in that game sitting at 37.5 over at DraftKings. Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs offense. We'll see if we get to see those guys on the field, but expect Jordan Love out there for Green Bay and Romeo Dubs, who is the preseason training camp sensation for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm not just saying that because I have 101 for him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He has been that good here in the month of August. And the second game that we have tonight, it's the Amazon Prime debut. There in Houston as the San Francisco 49ers take on the Texans, the Niners three-point favorites. We're expecting to see Trey Lance and some of the number ones from the 49ers, which you see the Niners as field goal favorites in this game. The total sitting at 41 between these two teams kickoff 815 Eastern, and it is 515 over here on the West Coast. <clears throat> and the last story that you need to know as a better is that Oklahoma City Thunder number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren will miss the entire 2022-2023 season due to a Liz Frank injury in his right foot. Chet Holmgren suffered this injury this past weekend over in Seattle playing in Jamal Crawford's Pro-Am uh, with LeBron James, Jason Tatum, a number of NBA stars are out there playing in that program this Sunday. But it's an unfortunate news here for Chet Holmgren, who was among the favorites to win Rookie of the Year in the NBA. But now with Chet Holmgren injured, that shakes things up atop of the odds board. Paulo Bancaro, the favorite at plus two hundred, Keegan Murray plus four fifty. He was the summer league sensation here in Las Vegas this past July. And then Jaden Ivey and Jabari Smith at seven to one, Benedict Matherin ten to one, Shaden Sharp eighteen to one. But tough news there. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, who will be without the number two overall pick, Chet Holmgren, the big man from Gonzaga. So those are your five stories that you need to know as a better, which then leads me back to the Pro Football Betting Guide. Like I said at the top of the show, if you don't have this guide and you're planning to bet on the NFL, you're simply doing it wrong. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. But because it's a Thursday and the guide comes out today. I'm going to give you a sneak peek if you haven't subscribed and gotten your guide just yet. A sneak peek. My five favorite nuggets from the Pro Football Betting Guide. We're going to call it Femi's Favorites. Let's get to my first nugget that I love here for the betting guide. And the number one thing that I picked up was that nobody likes the Chicago Bears. And I understand why this is we should probably call these guys the bad news bears just based on what we might see this upcoming season. But get this VEASAN betting analysts, Matt Eumanns, Brady Cannon and Jonathan Von Tobel all like the under on the Bears regular season win total, which sits at five and a half. They might be the worst roster in the NFL from top to bottom. When you look at this thing here, it's a first year head coach in Matt Eberflus, second year quarterback in Justin Fields. But Fields, who I love, doesn't have a whole lot of help. The offensive line is bad. The wide receiver room is inexperienced. Darnell Mooney's the number one wide receiver while he's good. I don't think you want Mooney to be your best wide receiver on your team. And the defense is in flux. I mean, Robert Quinn has been talked about as a potential trade candidate. Right now, their win total is sitting at that five and a half. I've even played an alternate under. I got that earlier this summer, under five at plus 200, because I think this Bears team is probably a three or four win team. And you see that in their week one line as they take on Trey Lance, who's only started two games in the NFL, and their touchdown touchdown underdogs, I should say, at home in that game. So this is a complete reset just based on how this Bears front office has gone about this offseason. So I understand why nobody likes the Chicago Bears. The number 2 nugget that I love from the Pro Football Betting Guide is beware of teams that won a lot of close games the previous year. This comes from Steve Mackin and our guy with Point Spread Weekly always digging up some interesting trends, but get this one. From 2017 to 2020, 41 teams won six plus games by eight points or less. So close games, Only those teams only improved, six of them improved the next season with an average decline of 2.3 wins. So the regression typically is coming and the teams you might ask that affects, Atlanta Falcons, Baltimore Ravens, Green Bay Packers, Las Vegas Raiders, Minnesota Vikings, Pittsburgh Steelers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Tennessee Titans. It just goes to show you how close the games are in the NFL, and a couple bounces here and there can really affect a team, and whether they have a good season or if they have a bad season. I think in general, it's been profitable fading some of these teams that won just an overwhelming amount of close games the year before and two teams that I kind of have my eyes on to bet their unders the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans now I haven't done it yet but you can see why those teams might go under the total my only apprehension and fear with fading those teams is that Mike Tomlin has never been below 500 and that win total sits at seven and a half and then also Mike Vrabel has never gone under their win total with the Tennessee Titans those two being pretty good coaches but I got my eyes on them Pittsburgh and Tennessee maybe we'll fade them from a week-to-week standpoint The number three nugget that I have from the pro football betting guide along Femi's favorites is the Super Bowl losing QB doesn't win MVP the next year. So the last QB to win MVP the year after being on the losing end of the Super Bowls was John Elway in 1987, which means Joe Burrow at 12 to one. Might not be his year. He's over at 12-1 to at DraftKings. This stat is just really interesting to me because it kind of falls in line with the overall Super Bowl hangover trend that we've seen over the past couple decades. I mean, the losing team tends to get out of the blocks a little slow to start the next year, which can hurt your MVP case. I mean, we had a stretch last decade where Super Bowl losers were failing to reach the playoffs, let alone make deep runs or win MVPs. The number four nugget that I love from the Pro Football Betting Guide is... The Detroit Lions getting some love at the betting window. This from Ben Fox. Lions to win the NFC North has been the second most popular bet on a team to win a division over at BetMGM. That current price hovering around plus 850. The restore the roar is in full effect. I'm not sure if it's because of hard knocks or if it's because we all love Dan Campbell, but the Lions are improved on the offensive line and the defensive line. But I think we're probably a year away before we start to see Detroit Contend for that NFC North title right now. It's a little too early, too soon for me. And the last nugget that I love from the Pro Football Betting Guide. This one from Adam Burke. The consensus win totals are not gospel. Get this: Last season, 19 of the 32 teams were at least plus minus one and a half wins relative to their consensus season win total line. 12 of those 19 teams were two and a half wins overperforming or underperforming those consensus win total lines. And I think that just goes to show you how injuries can really impact seasons. Because the lines, in my opinion, are efficient, But all it takes is a couple injuries and things go haywire to where maybe a team that has a win total of seven and a half underperforms and they end up winning six games or they overperform and they win nine games. So those are my five favorite nuggets from the Pro Football Betting Guide. Once again, you should get that Pro Football Betting Guide and you can get it at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Like I said, if you're betting on the NFL and you don't have it, you're simply doing it wrong. Coming up, our first guests on the show this afternoon, Nick Whalen and Jeff Erickson of Roto-Wire Fantasy Football next here on My Guys in the Desert.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on v the sports betting network.
3: The VEASAN Pro Football Guide is out now. This year's guide is packed with Super Bowl and playoff predictions, season win total best bets for every team, best ways to bet on rookie quarterbacks as well, plus a bookmaker breakdown on what futures the public and respected bettors are making. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up on our discounted football special and get all access to everything we do from now through the Super Bowl for only $175, or save 50% off the month Price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is my guys in the desert coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefei in for Stormy Bonantoni. And joining us in studio, not one, but two guests, two from the Roto-Wire Fantasy Football Podcast, Nick Whalen, Jeff Erickson. Gentlemen, Welcome to Las Vegas. We were talking during the break that Vegas has been treating you guys well so far. So far, so good. Let's make it a good yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like, what's the best thing you guys have done so far since you've been in town?
7: Well, we've only been in town, me since last night, Jeff uh-huh. since this morning. So we've had limited time, but got out on the golf course this morning. Love it. Uh, some ups, some downs there, but uh, always good to get around in in the morning.
3: Yeah, Whether it's the golf course or at the tables, there's going to be ups and downs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But let's get to some guys who might be up. Here with some season-long props that you guys both have. We'll get into the division bets later on in the next segment. But I want to start with you, Nick, because Justin Herbert is the quarterback I think we're all expecting to take that next step into mm-hmm. the elite, elite stratosphere here in the NFL. And you like him to
7: lead the league in passing yards. Why is that? Well, I'm not exactly going out on a limb here. He is the favorite <laughs> at plus 650. You'll find that at the DraftKings Sportsbook. But he's the favorite for a reason, right? He finished mm. second to Tom Brady last season only by about 300 yards, Brady's 45 years old. You know, some of the other big names near the top of that list. Patrick Mahomes has brand new receivers. Matthew Stafford's elbow is all jacked up. Dak Mm -hmm. lost Amari Cooper. Uh, And it feels like the Chargers are the team that's trending in the right direction, right? This might be the best offense in the entire league. They play fast. They are the ball out. Uh, And Herbert has, you know, arguably the best receiver duo in the AFC in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And, you know, you got Austin Eckler who catches passes and, you know, Josh Mm -hmm. Palmer as a potential breakout. If that guy's your clear number three you're doing all right
3: yeah no Herbert as long as they can push the ball down the field I mm-hmm. think he's going to really be uh taking off like a rocket ship here this upcoming season because he is so talented and smart and they have the offense now to really put up big numbers like you mentioned mm-hmm. there uh Jeff I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan so this next one that we're going to talk about is might hurt my heart a this little is bit hurtful, here isn't it? it's, yeah. it's a little hurtful here but I understand the why especially with the news that we got today with Tyron Smith now being out for the foreseeable future but Zeke Elliott uh, it feels like his career has kind of been on the downslide ever since that phenomenal rookie season, and you think that might continue this year?
8: Yeah, it's not necessarily the age, it's the mileage with Zeke. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's not that old for running backs. He's not yeah. quite at that magical age where he dropped completely off the cliff. But the Tyron Smith thing is huge. The avulsion fracture that he suffered, they're saying early December for when he comes back. Yeah. Uh, you've got Tony Pollard pushing for work there. Uh, you know, Lyle Collins is now in, t- applying his wares in Cincinnati. This is a not the same Dallas Cowboys offense, road grading offensive line that we've always thought. I know it's it's crazy to think that you're p- pushing the under on Zeke rushing yards, and especially when you've seen it like at eight seventy four and a half is where I saw it mm-hmm. uh, when he's rushed for over a thousand every year. But I I think this is a year where there's a big big drop off here. So. I'm going to take the under on Zeke's rushing yards.
3: And we saw last year he suffered the PCL injury to his knee there, and they kept putting him out there. I don't know yep. why. I was screaming from October. I was like, just rest him for the playoffs, and then he can be a little bit better because he was just gimping out there. And, and when you take on these unders, I mean, injuries, knock on wood, we don't like to see them happen. But if they do happen, they help you out there with players missing time. We're speaking with Nick Whalen and Jeff Erickson of Roto-Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. I uh, want to get to a running back that we think that might have a big season. He only played half the year last year, but in those games that he played in the regular season, he was terrific. And we're talking about the Tennessee
7: Titans, RB1. Derrick Henry to lead the league in rushing at plus 650. To me, it's close to a lock if he stays healthy. And Mm -hmm. obviously that's a a much bigger if this year than it's been in any year in the past. Like you said, he he missed virtually half of last season, but before getting injured, he led the NFL in yards per game by about 11 yards over Jonathan Taylor. So Based on that average, I mean, even if he played 16 games and Taylor played 17, he still would have led the league in rushing. So, you know, if you're making this bet, of course, it is a gamble with Henry coming off the injury. I know he has some mileage on him, but he is only 28. You know, I I still think he has one or two really, really good years left in him. And and more than anything, the Titans need him, right? I mean, they let go of A.J. Brown. Obviously, this is an offense that's been incredibly reliant on Derrick Henry in the past. I think they're going to continue to ride him. They don't have a, a fantastic clear backup behind him. So as long as Derrick Henry, is good to go. I, I think we're going to see the Derrick Henry of old this year.
3: Yeah. If, if they get the Derrick Henry of old, maybe that's a team that can bounce back and go back to those running days. Cause like you mentioned, AJ Brown now in the city of brotherly love, mm-hmm. um, Jeff, Darren Waller, it's interesting because the Las Vegas Raiders now have Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro's out there as well, so they have some pretty good pass rushers, but you're concerned that that might limit some of Darren Waller's production, why is that? Well, it's specifically towards touchdown receptions, which is set Mm -hmm. at five and a half pretty much everywhere. He had two
8: last year, he had nine the year before, and I think that's what a lot of people think, okay, he's going to, you know, the Raiders is going to have this high-flying offense now, uh, but Adams is going to demand a lot of those red zone targets. Mm you know Hunter Renfro mm-hmm. has developed this bond with Carr and that's not going to go away either so i think Waller will be active but i also think that he's may not may not necessarily get all those in the red zone moreover he's dealing with his hamstring injury in training camp for the yeah. preseason the raiders have been you know really tight-lipped about his status uh they, you know one day they're not worried about week 1 another week uh, nothing the next day they're saying well we're just not going to say what he what his status is for week 1 mm-hmm. i'm a little distrustful
3: at this point in time so i'm going to kind of take the under on that one yeah, Josh McDaniel, he's been saying that, oh, it's not an issue, but then also I'm not going to guarantee that he plays. Right. <laughs> like, which is it? Because it's starting to, the antennas are going up there for Darren Waller's status for week one. And the folks at home might be seeing, them, wow, does Jeff bet on any overs or anything like that? He does. I do. He does bet on overs. And I want to talk to you about one because in the first segment, we talked about the pro football betting guide. And one of the cool nuggets, I thought, that was from that betting guide, it was from Ben Fox, our VP of digital content. And it was that the Lions to win the NFC North has been the second most popular division bet at BetMGM Sportsbooks. That current price is around plus eight fifty. Sounds like you're believing in this restored Aurora just a little bit here with their quarterback and Jared Goff.
8: Yeah, it's not just hard knocks. It's not just that Derek Stevens is a big Lions fan or anything like that here. <laughs> um, no, I, I believe in the restored offensive line. I think it's one of the better offensive lines in football. Yeah. I think uh, you, you add another target halfway through the season in Jamison Williams. He won't be ready for the start of the season, but he comes back It's just one more weapon for Goff. Uh, I, I just think that this is an offense you can bank on a little bit. 22-and-a-half is where I'm seeing that the, the
3: touchdown prop on him. I like that one. Yeah, man. It's going to be exciting times. I've been watching Hard Knocks. I've seen the first two episodes. Didn't watch Tuesday night's latest episode. But uh, this Lions team, they're easy to fall in love with. They're likable. Dan Campbell taking kneecaps off, doing drown, <laughs> drowning people in the abyss, whatever he was talking about <laughs> out there to the team. I was like, this kind of makes sense, but it doesn't really make sense. Um, Nick, it's interesting because you talked about the most passing yards, the most rushing yards, but – there's the most receiving yards prop specifically to rookies. Mm-hmm. Which rookie wide receiver are you eyeing, and how did you kind of handicap this market?
7: Well, I, I almost feel like I should cede the floor to Jeff on this one because he's been driving the bus uh, on Chris Olave more than just about uh, anybody uh, during this draft season. But I, I like Olave at plus 550 to lead all rookies in receiving yards. And for me, it's all about the landing spot with this group of w- rookie wide receivers, right? I mean, Jamison Williams, for one, he's injured, two, You know, he's with Jared Goff uh, in the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Drake London, not a great quarterback situation in Atlanta. Garrett Wilson, same with New York. Jahan Dotson, Scott Carson Wentz, Traylon Burks. Uh, You know, there's six really legit big-time rookie-wide receivers in this first round. But I think of all those guys, Chris Olave landed in the best situation. I I think this New Orleans offense can be really, really good. I I really like the improvement that I saw decision-making-wise from Mm -hmm. Jameis Winston uh, in the six-and-a-half games that we got from him last season. I don't know that Olave has like a monster season. I think guys like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase have set the bar maybe unreasonably high for some of these rookies yeah. coming in at the receiver position, but it's a really, really interesting rookie class. There's not a, you know, a big time stud quarterback at the top. So I think Olave is in a really good position, especially if you're kind of hedging that maybe Michael Thomas gets hurt. That could put him in a position where he's maybe the 1A to Jarvis Landry in that offense. So I like Olave at that number. And you know, I'd consider maybe a sprinkle at 10 to 1 for Offensive Rookie of the Year as well.
3: Uh, I was gonna ask you that. So you take a little sprinkle on Offensive Rookie of the Year as well for Chris Olave?
7: I, I would just because you know there's not an obvious quarterback, right? That this yeah. feels like in years past there's always a quarterback drafted in the top five who's stepping right into a starting situation. We don't have that this year. Maybe it's Kenny Pickett at some point, but I, I think we could see this award go to a running back or a receiver.
3: Yeah, I don't know if Pickett's going to play enough to get that award mm-hmm. there, uh, but one guy, Romeo Dubs, maybe that's a guy that could upset the apple cart there. I'm in on Romeo Dubs at 100-1 to an offensive rookie of the year, just because I like his set setup there with the Green Bay Packers, but you think Green Bay's passing offense might take a step back, though. I,
7: I really do. I really do, and I like Aaron Rodgers under 31 and a half passing touchdowns this season. Uh, it's basically even odds, you know, minus 115 mm-hmm. at DraftKings. I just think we see a very very different green bay offense this season you know i think it's going to go back to his first year under matt lafleur where he had 26 touchdowns four picks still super efficient you know green bay was still a very good team they were 13 and 3 that year but i think we see a more balanced attack you know less throwing the ball you know forcing it to Devonte adams in the red zone 46 of aaron Rodgers' 85 pass touchdowns over the last two years came inside the 10-yard line wow. and of those 22 were three yards or shorter, and a bulk of those, of course, going to Devontae Adams. So I think we see Green Bay play a little more traditional offense. You know, when you're inside the five-yard line, more A.J. Dillon, more Aaron Jones, um, you know, less forcing the ball, trying to drive up those touchdown numbers for Rodgers.
3: It felt like in 2020, there was like a six-week stretch where Devontae Adams' first TD scorer was cashing every single week there. It was a lot. It was a lot. Those those slant routes and those outs right there at the five-yard line for the Packers. Uh, Stick with us. Jeff and Nick will stick with us for another segment. We'll talk more about some division bets here on My Guys in the Desert.
0: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on v the sports betting network
3: get cash with popular picks join levi's 501 pop culture pools and for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of ten thousand dollars in total cash prizes head to draftkings.com slash levi's now to get in on the action levi's buy better wear longer terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details Welcome back. This is my guys in the desert coming to you from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefei in for Stormy Bonatoni. And joining us for not one but two segments, our guys over at RotoWire, Jeff Erickson and Nick Whalen of RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Gentlemen, we talked a lot about some season-long player props in the first segment. Uh, let's get to some division title props that you guys have bet on, some division futures, I should say. Uh, and I want to start with the Denver Broncos because this is a team that I feel like not many people know what to do with them, because I hear a lot about the Chargers. We talked about Justin Herbert leading the league in passing. Uh, the Chiefs are always out there with Patrick Mahomes. Some folks have even taken a long shot on the Las Vegas Raiders to surprise and win that division. But Denver, why are you guys bullish on Broncos country, let's ride? Did we
8: both submit <laughs> Denver as a talking point? <laughs> nice. All right. sure did. All right. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, so, I, you know, obviously the rust trade is huge. I mean, you look at this, mm-hmm. the rest of this roster, they were held back by quarterback la- play last year badly. Um, and now you add a, a significant upgrade in Russell Wilson over Drew Lock, and the rest of the roster seems pretty well intact. I mean, they, they changed head coach has changed obviously as well. Um, it's a very tough division. That's the one thing. But I think that leads to if you're getting pretty good plus odds, and I've seen upwards mm-hmm. of uh, you know plus three hundred on them to win the division in some places. And this is a good lesson to shop around while you're looking for that right price too. Um, it's that that chaos works in our favor a little bit because. It's not just two teams. You're not counting on, you know, there's no drag. Yeah, both teams are going to get the, you know, the, the wins over easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, any one of these teams can knock off the Chiefs. It's not, it's not just the Broncos that can knock off the Chiefs or the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like that aspect of it. I think it's the better defense of the division. And often the defense carries the day in a lot of cases
3: too. It kind of sounds crazy to say it, but I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on Russell Wilson. I think maybe yeah. just because we forgot about how good he was prior to the injury, and I mean we all saw he was out there. He came back way too soon, trying to save the season for the Seattle Seahawks last year. Right. But before the injury, he was still playing at that elite level, to where at fourteen to one, maybe take a flyer on Russell Wilson to win MVP. Is that can I can I get you guys in on that? Yeah, and you know the funny thing, you can, and it's same is true in fantasy. You yeah. know, he's there, there's a
8: pack of ten cute quarterbacks that are everybody's pretty comfortable with. But no one's ever really targeting Russ. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to go get Josh Allen. Understandably, he's yes. the top quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people, oh, let's go get the new guy, Trey Lance. Oh, let's m- push him up. Trey Lance over Russell Wilson is just like a huge
3: mistake. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Russell Wilson is a he's a known commodity. Trey Lance could have the high upside, but we know Russell Wilson has played some uh, high-level football for more than a decade now. We're speaking with Nick Whalen and Jeff Erickson of Roto-Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, Nick, I talked about how I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Mm. And you're, you're going with fly, Eagles, fly to win the oh, NFC no. East. Uh, I can't say I disagree because the roster is really good. But uh, what else is backing you in this Philadelphia team here?
7: Well, I think there's just value here, right? Plus mm-hmm. 160. This this division feels like it's going to be either Dallas or it's going to be Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And, you know, the schedule, I think, favors the Philadelphia Eagles, who who I think improved more this offseason yeah. than the Dallas Cowboys did. You know, we, we touched on the Tyron Smith injury. That's huge. I'd be surprised, or I should say I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play at all yeah. in the regular season based on the severity of that injury. Obviously, you know, you lose a pretty major weapon in Amari Cooper. You have other injuries coming into the season. So part of it is maybe I'm just a little bit down on Dallas. but. You know, Philadelphia is projected by Sharp Football to have the second easiest schedule in the entire league mm. this season. Like six of the Eagles' first nine games come against Detroit, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona with no DeAndre Hopkins, Houston, and then Washington again. So that, that is a, a really, really nice first half of the schedule. You know, get a runway, get some momentum going. Uh, and Dallas, of course, gets that first place schedule as a division winner last year. So they're more middle of the pack in terms of schedule. I just think these teams are, are almost dead even, and the schedule pushes me in favor of the Eagles. You make a strong case, man. <laughs>
3: you make a strong case. <laughs> and I, can, I, yeah. I I can't say that uh, I disagree with it because, in fact, I bet the Eagles earlier this summer to win the Super Bowl at 50-1. to one, It's an emotional hedge. It's an emotional hedge yes. a little bit, but also, like you mentioned, like, a lot of things point in favor of Philadelphia, mm. having at least a really strong regular season. We'll see what yes. happens when they get to the postseason. Um, Jeff, it's interesting. You have bet on a team in the AFC South that not a whole lot of people are talking about. I feel like I hear about the Indianapolis Colts and rightfully so because of the quarterback change. Jacksonville with the head coaching change. Maybe they can get that elite play out of Trevor Lawrence because he was an elite prospect dating all the way back to high school. But... Why are you zigging when others are zagging well, in this division? Well, it's
8: precisely because everyone is zagging, I think. <laughs> uh, you know, here's the thing. I mean, the Tennessee Titans, defending champ multiple years running out in this division. Mm-hmm. They've still got a strong roster, except they made that one A.J. Brown trade, which is really, you know, it, it was a baffling trade at the time, and one of the reasons why we like the Eagles is because they went out and got A.J. Brown. Yeah. And we've heard nothing but bad news about Traylon Burke so far, too. Yet, they still have the, probably the best def- defense in the division. Once again, there's a theme here. Going with the best defense in this division— I think there's a distinct head coaching edge with Tennessee over Indianapolis and any other team in the division. Vrabel is a fantastic head coach, and especially in terms of getting the team ready. You can argue about some of his decisions here and there and the playoff performance. But we're talking about the regular season. We're talking about divisional odds. Uh, I think it's latest I saw was like plus 185 at a lot of places there. Mm-hmm. This is a team that was the number one seed in the AFC last year. You know, not, not Kansas City, not Buffalo, not my Bengals, but <laughs> Tennessee was the number one seed last year. And I think a lot of people are expecting a, a precipitous drop, and I don't see that happening.
3: Well, and we discussed it when we were talking about the Pro Football Guide in the first segment about how this team, they won quite a bit of close games a year ago, eight points or less with victories. But I would be scared to fade Mike Vrabel. He's gone over the win total every single season. Right. He's been the Titans head coach. So clearly he's doing something from a cultural standpoint to the, where that organization is able to outperform um, expectations here. Nick, a team that a lot of people will feel like will – outperform expectations in the NFC North is the Minnesota Vikings. It almost feels like they've become like the hip team this off-season here. Why do you think they can dethrone the Packers here
7: in 2022? Well, I'm not 100% sure they can. Uh, I mean, they're plus 260, though. So there's yeah. a, a significant amount of value here. And I, I think the gap has closed. You know, Green Bay losing Devontae Adams, not replacing Devontae Adams. I think that's the, the biggest thing. You, you can you can stomach that loss if you go out and do, you know, what the Kansas City Chiefs did and, you know, bring in a, a rookie wide receiver in Sky Moore, who a lot of people like, bring in someone like Juju. The Packers didn't do that. You know, they they just basically got rid of Devontae Adams and we're going to figure it out on the fly. So that scares me for sure. Um, plus, you know, you have a coaching change in Minnesota. I, I think, you know, Mike Zimmer brought them to a level that was sustainably 9, 10, 11 wins every single year. But honestly, by the end of last year, it felt a lot like the end of the Mike McCarthy era with the Green Bay Packers, where yeah. you could just tell it was stale. You know, the players had checked out. You, you just need a little more. Um, so I'm pretty optimistic about what Kevin O'Connell can bring to that offense. And for as many weapons as Green Bay has, you know, obviously at the quarterback position, you have two good running backs. I think Minnesota's weapons on paper are a lot better, right? I mean, I think Adam Thielen could bounce back this year. You might have the best receiver in the entire league in Justin Jefferson. You have a top five running back in Dalvin Cook. uh, I, I don't think the Vikings have been as far behind the Packers over the last few years as the final records would indicate. Yeah,
3: Uh, I'm curious to see what they do defensively because Zimmer, that was his expertise. And the defense got lit on fire the last couple of years (laughs) there because they had injuries in 2020. Then last year, they just, like you mentioned, they kind of checked out. I think the message probably got stale. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm curious to see kind of how they evolve defensively now with Zimmer no longer on the sidelines. Jeff, the the last division bet that you have outlined here is in the NFC South, and you're fading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Yeah, I am.
8: I, it's, it's, a part of this is a plus Saints bet mm-hmm. that I do like a lot of the, the pieces in place. Nick was talking about Chris Olave earlier. I love that draft pick. They have a lot of continuity except for the head coaching spot. You know, losing Sean Payton, obviously. You know, that, that's – but it, it's kind of a planned transition. That's the way I kind of uh, view this team. They've traditionally given the Bucks all they can handle and then some. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you look at Tampa Bay and all the problems that Tampa Bay has had on that offensive line. Uh, lost their center in training camp. They had another uh, offensive lineman retire, uh, su- surprisingly retire, lost another one uh, free agency to the Bengals. You're mm-hmm. talking about a team that, you know, the offensive line's huge, especially when you lose your center like that. I think the Bucks are going to struggle a little bit. They're they're prohibitively the favorite in the NFC, especially in the NFC South. If you look at any over-under over, win totals, you have them at 11.5 in most places. I'm under on that as well. And I think the Saints are the team that kind of sneaks in and surprises them a little bit. And I like the plus odds that you're getting with New
5: Orleans. Mm-hmm.
3: If you remove the head coach and the quarterback, which I know you shouldn't do, but yeah. if you do that, <laughs> yeah. they might have one of the best rosters in the league. It might be right. the best roster. There's no holes outside of head coach and quarterback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll, it, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, great boy. joke there. Um, Nick, we got about 45 seconds mm-hmm. left. Why are the Bengals going to repeat as AFC North champs?
7: I just feel like there's a, a fair amount of disrespect being put on a team that was in the Super Bowl six months ago, right? And you know that they're, they're not even the favorites to win their own division. You know, I, I, if you don't, if you want to say they maybe they'll struggle to to get back to that level, get all the way to the Super Bowl again, mm-hmm. I can buy in on that. But I think this team should at least deserve to be the favorite in the division. And I, I get that Baltimore will be a lot healthier. That was a big part of the reason why the Ravens fell off last season, but i think you look up and down this Bengals roster i think fixing the offensive line was the number one priority i think they accomplished that i think the defense will be similar to the level that it was last year and you know where do you look on this offense and 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 think that there could be any real uh you know attrition you know all all the the key players in this offense are either right in the middle of their prime or they're on the way up yeah i think joe burrow is going to look even better this year than he did last year i mean jamar chase maybe he won't match last season's numbers but he's not getting any worse same goes for Tyler Boyd same goes for T Higgins same goes for Joe Mixon I think there's just a lot to like about the Bengals and the only real case I've seen against them is well I just don't think they can do it twice and yeah. traditionally it is hard to get that far two years in a row but I think they just have a really really good roster and it's, it's hard to, to dig into you know why they can't compete in this division yeah
3: earlier this summer my hot take was that Jamar Chase by the end of the year is going to be known as the best wide receiver in football I think he is that good Nick Whalen Jeff Erickson of Fantasy Football Roto-Wire Podcast thank you guys for joining us. Come back with us. We wrap things up with Derek Stevens and Mike Palm.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on v the sports betting network.
6: Welcome back. This segment of My Guys in the Desert is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that will help millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N dot com warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical welcome back to the final segment of
3: my guys in the desert coming to you from the vston studios here at the circa resort and casino in downtown las vegas that voice you heard was the circa owner Derek stevens alongside our guy the vp of operations mike Palm, also the co-host of odds on uh gentlemen hope all is well sign up weekend coming up this weekend here at Circa, this morning, I've been hanging out here all day long. This morning, it was packed. I saw a lot of folks getting in there. Is the getting some good flow this week?
6: Yeah, you know, Femi, we got one heck of a sweat here. We're, we're like 7.6 <laughs> million of an overlay between two. But, um, you know, I've always said I've had a couple tricks up my sleeve. And this is a big, big weekend with our, our 2022 football preview. Um, a free event being held in our brand new ballroom here at Circa. Um <laughs> And, and uh, the panelists are really unbelievable. Adam Chernoff, uh, Chris Bennett, uh, Brian Urlacher, um our own Sean King. Yes, sir. Super Bowl winning Sean King. And effectively, this is hosted right. by Mike right. Palm. So effectively, this overlay, <laughs> Mike Palm is going to knock this down unilaterally this weekend. It's a lot of pressure on
4: Mike Palm. Well, first of all, Chris Bennett's our number two guy running Circus Sports. He doesn't get our own. Just Sean King is our own. Because of your hourly spot on Nightcap, now he's your own. <laughs> this is a I'm joke. trying to do This is a man, joke. Chris Bennett. You sold top your man. share.
3: You sold your share. Let's move on. <laughs> but uh, but, but the, the panel, Mike, though, yeah. what, what can people look forward to? Because like you mentioned, it's free. Anybody can come down here and see it mm-hmm. at the Circus Ballroom. Uh, what are you guys going to be kind of discussing? Well, the ballroom might be the start. It's the first public event in our ballroom that,
4: you know, it's two years from opening from when we began. It's, it's a beautiful space. Uh, we've had some internal meetings in there already. So it's an interactive thing. Yes, I'm the moderator with those four great panelists. But audience members that come down, and it, it's free. There'll be a bar, cash bar in there. They'll have cards if you want to write questions for, for you know, Sean or Brian or, or Chris or Adam. I have some of my own questions, and then VEASAN will be live streaming it. Mm -hmm. Uh, on their twitter page and then they'll post a video of it on their youtube channel people that are watching on twitter can tweet their questions and i'll take take questions from the audience and from twitter as well
3: that's really cool stuff there's gonna be really interactive make sure to check that out and that's saturday afternoon four o'clock correct four to six yeah it's specifically focused i mean it's contest weekend
4: but it's an nfl preview so there'll be some talk about contest strategy but a lot of talk about looking at different opportunities to bet teams how Mm -hmm. how you know, how do you bet? How do you make money? But it's sort of what the Vsin focus is to set around the NFL with guys that are experts at it.
3: But we're speaking with the Circa owner, Derek Stevens, and the VP of Operations, Mike Palm, also the co-host of Odds On here. So mm. the sign-up weekends, we've had two of them. Now we'll have this final one this upcoming weekend. I'm looking at the Survivor board, and it's about 2,500 2,500 that have signed up for Circa Survivor, about 1,800 or so for Circa circa million here what are we what are we projecting here by the end well, of this
6: weekend we'll give you we'll give you the, the live 20, actual
3: 202634
4: okay. nice so that means 120 some already today for for a survivor and uh, yeah. 1922 for millions so okay i'm pretty confident we'll get there for the 6 million on survivor i think we're going to have an overlay of between 1.5 and 2 million dollars on the millions that's oh. that, come
6: you, on mike well what's your number I think it's a little, little bit better than. What's that. your number? 40, the overlay, 44, 4, the o- the oh, overlay is <laughs> way too significant in the millions. The overlay in the millions is more important this year than the overlay in the survivor was last year. And the okay. reason is, the reason is there are so many different ways to play. Think about it this way. You know how people love playing the lottery. You know the Powerball when it hits a billion dollars, and eventually the number gets up high enough that theoretically you have a little bit of an advantage. But yeah, but then by the time it, the deferred payments and then the one-time pay and taxes, it never really works out. Plus, the odds are you're going to get nothing. I mean, yeah. in this, you're going to get nothing. <laughs> and and you know with Survivor being a winner-take-all type of deal, unless you go undefeated and you chop, the um, the millions offers. A lot of unique value and what I mean by that is with the four quarterly payouts of $300,000 each mm-hmm. you know we're paying five out on, on on the top five and a quarter we're paying a, you know a couple on the on the on the bottom side on the booby prize side so you've got you've got um, a handful of winners every quarter plus we're going much deeper you have a hundred payouts in the overall contest so an overlay in in the millions is worth a little bit more than any overlay in uh, in uh, Survivor. So I have a little bit of faith that uh, the American public, the <laughs> football and sports fan, you the Vets fan, <laughs> circa fans, will come out. There's enough value to be able to book a flight. What about the the Canadians?
4: The Canadians aren't going to help get you there? Absolutely. Adam Chernoff will be here. Of course. We had a Canadian weekend the first weekend. We had two Canadian bands on Fremont out of the three weekends, and we got Adam Chernoff this weekend. It's a huge factor, but it's all about America for Derek.
3: It's a North American festivity. (laughs) North North America. North North (laughs) American. Um, College football starts this weekend, and I know a, a ton of people will probably sign up Labor Day weekend when we get the big slate of college football games Mm. in week one. But what has week zero handle been looking like for you guys here with some power five teams in action, especially that Northwestern Nebraska game, which is bright and early out there in Dublin, Ireland?
4: You want to take it? Yeah, obviously that's going to be the heavy bet game uh, of the day uh, with the Big Ten conference opener. Plus, you know, that's our our base here is... Is Midwest, Femi? That's as yeah. we draw from those markets in the Midwest downtown. Uh, so that'll be the he- unless everybody's stuck, and then there'll be get-out games in the evening, right? I mean, they might be <laughs> firing on Florida Atlantic or something like that, but they will be decent. People are just happy football's back. Yeah. They, uh, only a mall can grouse about who's playing on week zero. You know, it's it's like a bonus. <laughs> he, but was, but it, he was he was griping about. Oh, that? Oh God, he can't even. He looks at this slide. He doesn't. He hates Nebraska, Northwestern. They both lost six in a row. There's no good games. He's
3: crying about it already. I mean, in his defense the slate is not the sexiest, but it's a slate, which we don't we didn't have that this past weekend, so so I'll take any sort of college football slate that we can get here. Um Derek, the handle for the national title futures market, the liability, um, is there a team that you guys will be rooting against that is among
6: the contenders here this season? I, I can certainly tell you that um the the team we're gonna we're gonna hope doesn't doesn't win Um, we're we're far away from having that determined just because Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see a lot of of, uh, futures action over the next few weeks. Everybody likes to see the the first game, and I think we're going to see, let's say, the total amount in the pool right now, um, it'll be four times that in, uh, let's say, uh, 15 days.
4: The most significant futures action we've taken is on Utah to win the Pac-12.
3: Everybody's on this Utah <laughs> thing, man. Yep.
4: Uh, it's interesting. Matt Metcalf was on the program a couple weeks ago when Amal once again was out of town. And he said he said he's never graded a team, power ranked a team this much above the entire rest of the field as Alabama this year. He has them as seven over Ohio State on a neutral. So he, he thinks, you know, everybody says it's Alabama and Ohio State and the rest yeah. of them, and whether George is close is an argument. He said, no, it's just Alabama. So that's interesting, and he said, I would never bet Bryce Young to win the Heisman because he's not going to be playing in the second half of a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Bama so, first
6: half, maybe? Yeah. we <laughs> will do that every, all well, you, year you long. See, you see that in our Heisman numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. R- yeah. What, Stroud, where Stroud's Stroud, at versus yeah. where, mm-hmm. where Bryce Young's at. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, and also, I mean, are the voters going to vote for him for a second year in a row? That's a... Tough thing, only one person has done that, Archie Griffin, way back when. Um, this Utah thing really is taking off. I mean, what happens if they lose it to Swamp? That's I mean, what I'm saying. Favorite. That's what I'm saying. They could easily lose that game. Dave Cooley <laughs> bet him to win the national
4: championship. For God's sakes, it could be over early. They have to run the table at least <laughs>
3: yeah. if they lose that game to Florida. There is two and a half point favorites. I know Stormy uh, is in on Cam Rising to win the Heisman, and as she's Uh, Singing the Utah song there, so it's uh, (laughs) this team. They have a lot of hype there, but I think I'm an Ohio State guy this year. I think the Buckeyes do it. I I like I like Amal's Buckeyes to win it all here.
4: I think they uh, and I don't I don't love saying this, but that week one they're gonna. I don't think Notre Dame can cover 21. I mean I just (laughs) look Notre Dame will be a different team at the end of the year, but week one to go against that offense, I I think they're in big trouble. Tough.
3: Derek, how do you think about the Michigan Wolverines this year? I mean last year they make the playoff, they they break through finally, but can they do it again?
6: Well, I mean, you got Edwards sitting out there at two hundred and fifty to one on Heisman. I think he's yeah. he's live. Um, you know, he got he got two quarterbacks in the mix, which 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 are not. Um, but I like Michigan again. But I, I always do. Yes. Yeah. So Look, that, that that just throw that one away.
4: Look, if they shared a national title, that was enough for one generation. They made the playoff. That's enough for another. We'll, in twenty years, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, oh. I,
3: I have heard some good stuff about Edwards though. Uh, Harbaugh spoke highly about him. And Michigan, they've had some great playmakers that have come through Ann Arbor. So, Ann Arbor's going to be raising
4: all these babies. I mean, come on, that's a big distraction.
3: <laughs> We're not going to get into that. We're going to end the show instead. Uh, for Nick Whalen and, <laughs> and Jeff Erickson over at Rotowire. For Derek Stevens, Mike Palm here at Cirque. I'm Femi Abbebafe, wishing you guys all the best of luck. Coming up next, Rush Hour with Ben Wilson here on VCNV Sports Betting Network.
2: Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
8: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino,
2: with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.